Welcome to A Different Reality with Body, Sex, Disease, or Anything Else Considered Perverted, Intense, Outrageous, Too Much, and Dangerous. You. What do you know that is possible beyond the sum total of this reality? What is the difference that you are that never fits in and changes everything? What can you choose as the difference you be? If you and the world we live in would not be right or wrong, what is actually possible? I'm your host, Merlin Molsink, and I would love to invite you to a different reality. Here we go. Welcome to a different reality podcast. I'm your host, Melan Wolsig, and today I have the amazing honor to have a conversation with Gary Douglas, founder and creator of Access Consciousness. Hey, Gary, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Merlin? I'm I'm great. I'm so thrilled to have this talk with you and. Um, I have so many questions for you as it, you have inspired me so much personally to outcreate myself as you've done and been for other um, people also like diving into the realm of possibilities that we probably don't even like dare dream of when kind of like opening our eyes in this world. So, you know, before I got on, I was like wondering, it's like, what can I ask Gary that? <laughs> He has never been asked before or that will open up possibilities for, you know, the world now and in the future. And, you know, we had so many conversations about, you know, what went on for me personally um, around HIV. So what would you uh, like to bring into that whole conversation about a different reality with disease, with with whatever is actually going up for people. Well, it's like the thing is, it's like with with the HIV. Okay, for instance, I was interested in okay, what causes HIV and what you know what's going on here, and I ran into people one after the other that had HIV or they were living in areas where there was a lot of HIV. You know, it's like San Francisco, New York, and and Los Angeles all had a same, a similar vibe about HIV. And I thought it was interesting. And I go, okay, so what is this energy? Because my basic point of view is, you know, it's like if you're going to create energy, creates your body. Okay. Your mm-hmm. body is based on everything is really based on energy and words are an energy as well. So what is it we're aware of with energies that we're not acknowledging? And one of the things I noticed is I had never had a sexual disease ever in my life. And I had never had, uh, you know, what are those things you get on your genitals by being with people who are dirty? Um, There's many things you can get in there. <laughs> the, the little bugs, the little red things that get in your pubic hairs. At any rate, I was just horrified that, you know, people experienced this and I had never experienced it. And I went to uh, a really good store and I bought some pants that were really expensive and really nice when I couldn't afford them. And I took them home and I got, I got, you know, the pubic aphids or whatever they are from them. And I didn't know where it had come from. I thought, I wonder who I slept with that had these. 
I kind of slept around a bit. I was kind of one of those 1960s whores, you know, because <laughs> that's what we did in the 60s. Yeah, did a lot of bed sex and rock and roll. So I was amazed that I got these little, you know, critters. And so I went, cleaned them up, and I got the stuff you have to wash with, which was horrible, and, and did the whole thing, you know. And then six months later, I wore the same pants. And I got them again. I went, what the hell's going on here? And I went, wait a minute. Last time I got them, I wore these pants. This time I wore these pants, I got them. I wonder if they're coming from the pants. So I took the pants to the dry cleaners and had them well dry cleaned and told the people why I was doing it because I wanted those killed. And uh, they did a good job and I never got them again because of it. But that's like I realized my point of view was part of what was creating it. Yeah, so what was I creating by that? I was creating, I couldn't afford these pants and I shouldn't be buying them as my point of view. What did that create? A place where I would find a reason why it was wrong for me to do that. Mm. It almost sounds like you had a lot of awareness up front about what it was going to create. Yeah, but I didn't know it. Yeah. I didn't realize that, you know, it's like one of the things that my friend Dane here said to me was, you know, your point of view creates your reality. Now reality creates your point of view. And I went, oh, damn, that's just horrifying. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, so because of that, it's one of the reasons when I ran into people who had HIV, I would work on them and I would ask, okay, so where do I need to put my hands? What do I need to do here to take care of this? And, and I got these different points to work on and I started working on those. And literally, people started to get better. And I was stunned. And it's like they started to have less HIV. They started to have more possibility. It was a thing that things became greater moment by moment. So what did I have to do to or be to create something greater? And I kept asking. And it was interesting because I went, okay, so it's like there were these three spots of the immune system that I would do this work on and they would lose their HIV status would go away. I go, how can this be? I went, wait a minute. These are the immune system I'm working on. What if our immune system has the ability to rev up and keep you from getting it? And so therefore I thought about that and I went, okay, let's try this. And I kept doing it and people got better and better and got over it. One young lady that I met who was 20 years old and she had had sex once in her life. She had sex with a man who ended up, you know, she got HIV one time of having sex. She was horrified and never wanted to have sex again. I said, don't go from that point of view. Was it wrong for you to have sex? Well, yes, it's always wrong to have sex. Okay, there's the point of view that creates HIV. One of the things that was interesting being with a lot of the people, the guys that had HIV, they were so pissed at their parents for not accepting them as gay that they got HIV in order to make the parents wrong. I went, wow. I'm yeah. going to die so that I can show you that you're wrong to not accept me for me. I went, wow, this is an amazing thing that people are trying to do. It has no, no relevance to what's actually true or real. 
Wow. So it was actually the energy of the judgment, like almost creating yeah. a, f- a f- creating a physical um, situation, physical actualization of something yeah. that is, you know, doesn't have so much possibilities. And what I found so oh, extremely <laughs> relieving about, um, you know, what, what, what we do with the access tools is to actually like invite change and invite uh, possibilities like acknowledging that our choices create our reality in the most amazing magical ways which often like you know like for me it was like the the greatest i would say yeah you know like wake up call to like what the fuck are you actually creating and what life do you desire to live um so wow so what mm -hmm. That's a great question. What reality do you desire to live? You know, most people don't ever ask that. Yeah, they mainly endure whatever comes their way and like assume they don't have any control over it. I mean, like talking about this in the realm of HIV and like, you know, also now what's going on um, in the world. It's like, what, what, what else are you aware of that, you know, could just, uh, you know, like, like, invite so much more possibilities well i mean i was amazed it's like i saw all kinds of people going i don't want to get COVID. i'm afraid of getting COVID." and everyone who said i'm afraid of getting COVID," got it yeah <laughs> well i i actually had the same point of view when i was when i was a teen but like it was so interesting because that was really something that i bought from my family, from, you know, also when I moved to New York for a year with all, you know, I would say good intentions, people would say like, you know, be careful, take care of yourself. You know, I even got someone sponsor me to have like um, STD free experience in the, so the basically, basically like gave me money. So I would like keep my head sane for his point of view. But so like also for me getting back to my parents when that had showed up in my body, however way it got there, I'm still questioning that, honestly, if that's like purely sexually transmitted or, um, you know. Nothing uh, is one thing or another. It's not just one thing. It's multiple things you have as points of view. If you have a point of view that you're going to get disease, then you're probably going to get disease. You know, it's like I for years had always had this point of view. You know, if I have sex with this person, will it be easy? Will it be fun? Will I learn something? And will I, you know, will I want to see him afterwards? And it's like, and I didn't have one night stands just so I could have one night stands because I did that and somebody went ballistic on me because I had used them. And I went, wait a minute. I think we used each other. You know, you said you wanted to have sex. I asked you if you wanted to have sex i asked you you said yes it takes two to create anything if you're going to have a disease so it's like you have to have multiple points of view you have to have multiple things that you mind. and i you know i just didn't want to have this point of view that you know one thing caught it i want to find out what gets rid of it and i you know it's like i found a as things and one of the things that I don't advertise and I don't want this advertised I don't tell people I can handle you know that we in access can handle HIV but 
we've done it again and again and again. And it's not us doing it. It's what the people are willing to have. They yeah. think they're going to get, they think they're going to get HIV. Guess what? They do. Your point of view creates your reality. Not reality creates your point of view. So it's been most interesting. I mean, I've had people that I've done work with and had worked on. It had HIV for three years. After six sessions, they were HIV free. And they still are three years later. Because they go back to get tested just in case. Yeah. I found that, you know, extremely difficult to navigate, like having this, you know, when you get it, like basically you're hooking yourself up to the system straight away. And that's what ultimately got me to desire a different reality with, with it all as what everything I questioned or brought into the conversation that was like about self-empowerment or about including other possibilities or something was just... Yeah, it was just not taken serious. It was not uh, heard at all. I got judged for it. What, like, what, like, I know there's a lot of people that have, you know, desires that go beyond. Is there anything that yeah. was coming up and for you? Like, you know, it's like, and you have all kinds of people who say, no, it can't, you can't do that. It can't be done that way. Why can't it be done that way? What would it look like if it was done that way? What would be different? And it's like, I, you know, it's like, I always have the point of view. I had people who came in to see me who had, you know, T cell counts that were like 450, which is really high. And they wanted to, you know, they wanted to go on medicines and it's like, and they weren't allowed to take the medicines because their T cell counts were too high. And so we did sessions. I did a session. Uh, I did three sessions on a guy that was 450, you know, T cell count. And after three sessions, he was down to 50. So we went on AZT and a year later he was dead. Wow. So like what the reality is now, and I know this reality, like I didn't get medication until the point that I was, or they weren't going to give me medication until the point that they, you know, quote, um, said I was sick enough, which was kind of like a dreadful thought to live with. You were ready, ready to die. So they might as well give you something now. That's almost what it felt like. And that ultimately, and that ultimately, you know, like got me on the path, like to wandering and really desiring, like, like beyond all of this, um, like, this is not possible. This is not, not possible. No, you cannot do this and you cannot do that. And like, what, like, like if people are on, um, medication, huh? Yeah. Um, like what, like, what would you, um, is, is there anything you would suggest or like, what do you well, see possible uh, there for the future? What is one of the things I always suggest and always do with my body is I go, body, do you want this? And I put it in front of my solar plexus. And if my body wants it, it'll move towards it. And if it doesn't want it, it'll move away from it. And if it's not the right question, it'll move side to side. So like last night, somebody brought me some medicine that, that they thought would help me. And I put it next to my body and I said, do you want to take this? And it, and it went side to side. And I said, okay, wrong question. 
it went side to side. It, it just went forward. And I said, okay, so what's the question? So is the question, do you need to ingest this or can you absorb it from the, the bottle? And I got that it could absorb it from the bottle. So I left it by my bed all night long. When I woke up in the morning, I felt better. I went, how the fuck does that work? I don't know how it works, but I know it does. Mm. And I think one of the ways you can test it to see how it works for you personally is what I would do is I would go into a bakery when I was feeling hungry for something sweet. Mm-hmm. I'd go to the bakery and I'd breathe really deeply. I'd take in deep breaths for three or four times. And suddenly I'd find that I wasn't hungry anymore. I went, wow, buddy, did you get enough sweet just by breathing this in? And that's what it got. And that's what it would do. And I was thrilled and also somewhat amazed that my body could actually absorb and create that. And I went, wow. You know what? Our bodies are amazing things. Maybe we should look at our bodies from a slightly different point of view. Mm. Really know what do we really have, what's really possible, and what are we trying to be aware of, or what are we not trying to be aware of? Yeah, because it also takes a desire to actually be aware of and to to be in the question with that. I love that you basically went from the medication to the food conversation. <laughs> that is what I've personally also done like for me, like also in, you know, yeah. like, like putting anything into my body or, or sleeping with anything. It's like, you know, <laughs> or sleeping like, with anyone. Yeah. Oh, wait, did I say anything? <laughs> sleeping with anything or anyone. Oh, wow. You know, I mean, that's like before I would sleep with somebody, I'd say, okay, if I sleep with this person, will I get a disease? And of course, one of the major diseases is pregnancy, which is, you know, that's the one sexually transmitted disease you can't get rid of, children. And uh, That's what most you know, gay so guys you, don't have. One <laughs> thing gay guys don't have to deal with, yeah. yeah. But it's like the thing is, if you ask, will I get a disease by sleeping with this person, you end up being, you know, it's like, you end up being in a totally different place. And it's like, if you have the point of view, okay, if I got a, you know, it's like, will I get a disease if I sleep with this person? And it's like, it's saved my ass more times than I can tell you. And it actually came up because Dane wanted to sleep with this woman and he couldn't get a heart on. Mm. And, and I went, okay, so why did your body not want a heart on? I said, would you get a disease? Would she get pregnant? And I got pregnant. I went, oh, so did she come to you for sperm donation? And Dane didn't want to have any babies. So she was coming for, for his sperm and had decided he was the perfect one for her to have a baby with, that she could do it by herself because she didn't want to have a relationship she wanted to have somebody who could contribute to taking care of her kid. But she could have the kid all on her own. Mm. I was like, don't need this kind of person having a baby, number one. 
but obviously not your baby because you would want to be involved with the kid. Yeah. I mean, do people realize that, you know, like, 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 would this have been like a clear and open idea for her or, or like, was it an agenda? It's like so often people don't even realize what they're creating. Well, no, it was her agenda. Mm. This is what her agenda. She wanted to have a baby and she wanted to get pregnant by him because she knew he, she could get some money from him, number one. But she also knew that he would be a good father, even if he didn't live with the kid. Yeah. And she wanted to have her baby. Yeah. It's just, oh, okay, good. Yeah. So it's, it's so, um, like so interesting for a lot of people, like when, you know, when we get into this whole, I would say like disease realm, like it's often like filled with doubt, not really trusting yourself anymore, not really trusting your body anymore. At least that's what it got for me. And I'm so grateful for, you know, uh, so the basic access tools, interesting point of view, who does this belong to? Cause you know, 99% of the thoughts, feelings and emotions, you know, don't belong to us in the first place. What like, is there anything you could say about, I would say, reestablishing, like, trusting you and trusting your body with any sort of, like, yeah, physical... Yeah, one of the things I start with is, I start with, okay, go back to your life and look at the times when you, you know, thought you wanted to do something and you did it, and then it turned out exactly the way you thought it was going to turn out, which wasn't good. And it's you know, it's like you've got to have this place where you go, okay. I looked at my life and I went, okay, where did I decide that something was the right thing to do? And then, it, and I knew it wasn't, but I did it anyway. I did a lot of that. I slept around a, a great deal when I was younger. Thank God I've gotten old enough and I don't need to anymore. Um, but it's like I, I would sleep with somebody and I would know I shouldn't. I knew it wasn't going to turn out good, but I would do it anyway because. I just wanted to get laid. Mm. No, you never thing like that. I'm sure. <laughs> but, no, I've uh, never, never. <laughs> I looked mm -hmm. back at my life and saw where I, you know, wanted, where I knew I shouldn't do something and I did it anyway. Mm. You know, when you know you shouldn't do something and you do it anyway, and it turns out exactly the way you thought it was badly then when you had those things that turned out badly, when you knew that you shouldn't do it and you did it anyway, that's the place where you begin to see that there's a different possibility. And you got to know what the different possibility is. And then what's next? And, so, and then you go, okay, so if I had trusted myself, that bad thing wouldn't have happened. You know, like one time I was looking for an apartment to rent that was rent controlled. And I thought I could rent an apartment there per month, which would save me on the hotel bills that I had been getting. And I thought that would be a better way of doing it. And so I did that. And then lo and behold, I found this rent control thing and it didn't turn out well. Why didn't it turn out well? Because the lady would use my room when I was gone. She would, you know, she left, stuff behind she just you know she just was not a clean and tidy person and she took advantage of me and I was going to go see this place and I kept walking past the apartment and not realizing it 
and I kept, I couldn't find the number on the building. And it's like, wait a minute, if you can't find the number on the building and you, know, you keep looking and stuff, so what's really true? Is this something you should do or not? I went, oh, this would have been something that I shouldn't have done, and I did it anyway. And it turned out not to be great. It turned out badly. So I learned from that, among other things, change what you're choosing. Ask another question. Be aware of all things. Because if I had, you know, it's like I had passed the building four times and not found it, not found the entrance. And it's like in New York City, you can pass the building and not find the entrance four times? <laughs> Don't think about it. You know, you've been to New York, you know. Yeah, I know. I know. Everything yeah. is big. And so it's like, I shouldn't have done it, but I did do it. And it turned out not well. And it's like, and it, you know, was part of the contribution to my divorce for which I was actually grateful. And, uh, you know, you begin to learn, you know, with my, with my ex-wife, I was in bed one day and she was, she started yelling at me about something and she left and I'd had six months of being sick and tired all the time and I was not feeling good. And so I thought, Oh God, what's going on? And she left the room and I went, I'm sick and tired of this. And I went, wait a minute. I just said, I'm sick and tired of this. And I realized that I was sick and tired of fighting with her about things that didn't matter. She said they mattered and they mattered to her, but they didn't matter to me. And I didn't have the same point of view she had. And for me, it was great to realize that I really was having a reaction to the fact that we were arguing and I was sick and tired of arguing. I went, wow, okay, I need to change this. Eventually I did and we eventually got a divorce. But it was one of those things where you have this this experience and you don't pay attention to what you say and what you do. Mm. And the same thing, you know, you learn to trust yourself when you realize, oh, I made myself sick and tired all these months because I was sick and tired of the fighting in the marriage. So why am I staying in the marriage? Wow. Different reality. Yeah, different reality. It's like so much about like, you know, getting clear on unconsciousness. I can remember this quote of you, which was like, like the only real virus um, that's, or the only virus that's actually real is, unconsciousness um yeah like like how would you like is there anything else you could briefly say about that yeah it's like we don't realize that our words and our thoughts have the power they do what if you were willing to see the power that you have and the words and the thoughts and the deeds that you choose wow what would it be like if we were willing to be and have that? Yeah. What if you were willing to recognize that you are as strong as you actually are? You know, why is it that we try to see ourselves as weak, pale, and interesting and stupid as fuck when in actuality we're strong, dynamic, amazing, and brilliant? <sighs> yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, Gary, for for all of that and for opening this possibility with me 
and for being so gracious enough being on here and exploring a different reality with um, HIV and disease. Yeah, thank you so much. Pleasure, my friend. Always. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you got something out of it, whether that might be small or life-changing. Thank you for you. You are a gift and a huge contribution to the planet and your choice creates reality. Remember that always. Did you enjoy this podcast? Subscribe on your favorite platform and please leave a five-star review wherever possible to allow this podcast to grow, expand and evolve beyond what I can imagine possible. Do you know anyone else that would enjoy this podcast? It would be so awesome if you would let them know who else is looking for more consciousness and a different possibility in their lives. More of me, my glasses and anything else you can find on MedelineVolsing.com and would you like to learn more about the phenomenal Access Consciousness tools? Please visit AccessConsciousness.com to learn more about the tools that changed my life for the greater and that could inspire and empower you too in creating your life and your reality. Is there a topic you would like me to address or talk about? Please let us know in your review or at mylimeballsync.com. And remember, consciousness has your back. It includes everything, judges nothing. You are never the judgment unless you choose to. What reality would you like to have? Till the next podcast. Ciao for now.